The Buccaneers now trail the Atlanta Falcons in the division. I tell you how I believe the run game gets on track, and I have a severe issue with the National Football League. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of BucksNation.com, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation. My co-host David Harrison is off for this episode, but you can check out his work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. And of course, check out everything on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at D Harrison 82. The NFL is preaching one thing while doing another, and I have plenty to say on that in just a little bit. But let's start things off by talking about this Tampa Bay Buccaneers run game. It started off great against the Dallas Cowboys, over 150 yards. Leonard Fournette looked fantastic. It looked like the Bucs were, you know, at the start of what was going to be a great season, right? A staunch, you know, shutdown defense against the Dallas Cowboys in their own house with Dak Prescott. A running game that was fierce, was dominant, was physical, and everything has completely fallen apart. The Buccaneers are now on pace to be the worst run offense in the NFL since the 2000 San Diego Chargers. They are averaging just 61.9 rush yards per game, and they had less than 50 against the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday. Leonard Fournette is a big reason why. I'm not going to put it all on Leonard Fournette. Don't get it twisted. Don't get me wrong. The offensive line has a lot to do with this, especially over at the left guard position, but Nick Leverett did look better than what we've seen out of Luke Gedeke throughout the season so far. Robert Hainsey still playing semi-well. He's still no Ryan Jensen. We're still all hoping that Ryan Jensen comes back sooner rather than later and maybe helps get this offensive line on track to help salvage the season. But Leonard Fournette got that big contract from the Buccaneers in the offseason. He was the three-down back, three-down Lenny, every-down Lenny, touchdown Lenny, whatever you wanted to call him. Leonard Fournette was paid to stay and be the guy. Now, they draft Rashad White to be the change of pace back, kind of learn from him a little bit. You still had Gio Bernard, who has now been chilling on the IR. You still had Keyshawn Vaughn. But Rashad White was supposed to come in and be the Ronald Jones moving forward after Jones left for Kansas City and is now on Twitter asking for his release. But Fournette, over the course of the last three games, is averaging 2.78 yards per carry. That is not getting it done. He's dancing behind the line. He's doing the stutter steps, and he's wasting the time that that very small gap, that very small piece of light through a running lane is open. And by the time he hits it, it's already closed, and he's being swallowed up at the line for minimal gains, no gains, or losses. On the flip side, Rashad White, over the last two games, is averaging four and a half yards per carry. He looks more explosive. He looks more decisive. And I think, at least to jumpstart the run game, 
Rashad White needs to be the primary ball carrier. And again, this is nothing personal against Leonard Fournette. I like Lenny. I think he's a fantastic player, but he's not getting the job done right now. And you go back and you take a look at the way things were going in the 2020 season when Ronald Jones was getting all the looks, all the carries, and Fournette was discouraged. He was disgruntled. He asked to leave, had a, a conversation with Bruce Arians, decided to stay, and he took off. Maybe the jolt, maybe the spark that Rashad White could create for the offense, being the primary running back for this team, is enough to light a fire under Fournette, and we start to see that vintage playoff Lenny-style performance. You can ride the hot hand. That's fine. But for right now, Rashad White needs to be the primary back. And the Buccaneers don't really lose anything with Rashad White in the passing game. He's really good at picking up blitzes. He's not scared to get in there and be physical and, and take on a blitzing linebacker or a blitzing corner. And he's averaging seven and a half yards per catch with a 77.3% catch rate. Leonard Fournette is averaging 7.4 yards per catch and has an 88% catch rate. Kind of a, a big difference in catch rate, but Fournette has 37 receptions. Rashad White has just 17. So he doesn't have nearly as many targets, and we've seen quite a few of those targets were thrown high, thrown you know at his feet, thrown away because the blocking wasn't there or Brady was rushed, or whatever the case may be. But that catch percentage is going to go up the more opportunities that Rashad White sees. Of those 37 receptions by Leonard Fournette, 14 of them have gone for a first down. Of Rashad White's 17 receptions, eight of them have gone for a first down. Nearly 50% of his catches have resulted in a first down. And that goes back to the explosiveness, the quick decisions, the quick feet and being able to create space and create yards after the catch through traffic. So when you put all of that together, take a look at his Thursday night performance. Only had four carries on the night, but almost five yards per carry. The more opportunity Rashad White gets, the better he's going to be and on the flip side, the more motivated Leonard Fournette is going to be to get better. And go back to early in the season when Leonard Fournette was getting all the work. And he said that he talked to Keyshawn Vaughn. He talked to Rashad White and said, your time is coming. He talked about how he can't take on that big of a workload that early on and, and keep it up. David, numerous times on this podcast, pointed out the record-setting pace that Leonard Fournette was on in terms of touches, in terms of carries per game, in terms of snaps. It's time to give him a little bit of a break, and I'm not saying bench him. I'm not saying make him a game day inactive. What I'm saying is give Rashad White the Leonard Fournette load. Give Leonard Fournette the Rashad White load and see what happens. If Rashad White is running somewhat effectively throughout the game and you bring in a Leonard Fournette in the second half, 
with those fresh, powerful legs up against tired defenses, that's when you're going to see playoff Lenny. That's when you're going to see him clipping off these big chunk plays. That's when you're going to see Leonard Fournette be as effective as you ever see him. But this run game is not getting it done right now with as few times as they run per game and how often Leonard Fournette is getting stuffed and stopped within two yards of the line of scrimmage. Shake things up a little bit. Give the young guy an opportunity to show what he's made of and see where it goes from there. Because what they're doing isn't working and they're talking about making changes. It's not going to be the play caller. It's not going to be coaches. Maybe it needs to be some of the personnel. And look, sometimes doing the same thing over and over and over isn't the right approach. In fact, never is it the right approach. And shaking things up, like getting help from a fresh set of eyes, is the best thing to do in order to move forward. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. I've talked on this show about a major, major back surgery I was having at a very young age, and my parents sought out a therapist for me to talk to and help get me through it. Because sometimes you need that outside opinion. You need that unbiased opinion. You need somebody who isn't close to you to help you see things in a manner that isn't just self-serving to you and just trying to make you feel better. Sometimes you need that tough love or you need that different set of eyes to help you get to where you need to be. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day. Make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports today. If you're listening to this, chances are you are a fan of more than just football. So here are the biggest headlines from all the sports all across the landscape. It is a fantastic show. All the news you need in under 30 minutes. David returns tomorrow as we put the Ravens game behind us and we look ahead to the biggest must win of the Brady era coming up this weekend against the Los Angeles Rams. But the NFC South right now is officially a dumpster fire. I was asked on 10 Tampa Bay's The Blitz why Buccaneers fans should be confident that they can make the playoffs. And the answer is simple. It's because the NFC South is a dumpster fire. The Atlanta Falcons are now in sole possession of first place with a record of four and four the bucks at three and five are one game back and they hold the head-to-head tiebreaker as of right now so the bucks saints and panthers all three and five and the bucks upcoming schedule schedule is the los angeles rams the seattle seahawks in germany a bye week the cleveland browns and their second game against the new orleans saints The Falcons, the first place Falcons, have the Chargers, 
the Panthers again, the Bears, and the Commanders. New Orleans gets the Ravens, the Steelers, the Rams, the Niners, and the Panthers get the Bengals, the Falcons, the Ravens, the Broncos. So you could easily make the argument that the Bucs have the most winnable stretch over the course of their next four opponents than anybody else in the division. The Panthers and Falcons went to overtime, so that game's a toss-up, but I don't think the Falcons have what it takes to beat the Chargers. They may not have what it takes to beat the Bears, and the Commanders, I don't know. They match up pretty well against the Atlanta Falcons. David could speak to that a little bit better than I can. New Orleans, that's a tough stretch with the Ravens and the 49ers. You know, the Rams, we the Rams are kind of along the same lines as the Bucs and the Packers. They're a disappointing team right now, but they still have superstar talent. They still can explode at any given moment. And then the Panthers, I'm not buying, I'm not buying that the coaching change and trading McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson all of a sudden makes them a contender in the division. I think they slip back down to where they normally are. Uh, they're not as talented as the Bengals. Again, the Falcons game is a toss-up. They're not as talented as the Ravens. And I don't think they have the offense to overcome how good Denver's defense can be. So you would hope that the Buccaneers have the leadership and the talent to start to be able to string some wins together. They're going to face the Browns in their final game without Deshaun Watson as their starting quarterback. So you have to worry about the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt backfield duo, given how bad the Bucs run defense has been. But by then, you're getting Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy bunting and Antoine Winfield Jr. all back. Um, Logan Ryan, you're not really sure. Akeem Hicks should be back on the field by then. He should be back on the field this weekend against the Los Angeles Rams. So you're going to get a little bit of a boost from your defense. What Jason Light may or, or may not do before the November 1st trade deadline, we're not really sure. I would be surprised if they go out and make a splash move, but they might bring in somebody that's going to help this team. I would venture to guess if they bring in anybody, they're going to take a look at a team like the, you know, maybe the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but you take a look around the NFL at, at some of the other kind of rebuilding, disappointing teams this year. You could take a look at the Seattle Seahawks. You could take a look at the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, somebody where you make a trade for a interior offensive lineman, I think is the most likely. I don't think they're going to be in on Bradley Chubb, but they should at least call and find out. Uh, just because you've lost Shaq Barrett for the for the season with that torn Achilles. But the Saints game, you know, they got that monkey off their back, so maybe they can continue that run and, and finally beat him at home. The Rams, as I mentioned, are struggling. You know, Cooper Cup, always a threat. Allen Robinson can be a threat. Their run game isn't really worrying anybody with Daryl Henderson. They're probably going to trade Cam Akers. We've heard those rumblings. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't even start for the Niners until a couple weeks into the season. And going into their matchup against the Rams this past weekend, he had almost as many passing yards as Matthew Stafford. Stafford is struggling quite a bit. So that game, again, is kind of a toss-up, and we know that Mike Evans loves to go up against Jalen Ramsey. So you look at, at the state of the NFC South, and you think the winner of this division 
could only come away with eight wins, maybe nine wins. And I know what a lot of you are thinking. Well, yeah, they get into the playoffs with eight wins. It screws up their draft position. They get bounced in the first round and it's all for nothing. Maybe. But you go back two years ago when the Buccaneers went to the Super Bowl and won it. Were they the best team in the NFL? No. They got hot at the right time. You take a look at last year. Were the Cincinnati Bengals the best team in the AFC? Absolutely not. The fact that they beat the Kansas City Chiefs twice in, over a span of less than a month, beat them at the end of the regular season, then turned around and beat them in the AFC Championship, that was a borderline miracle. But they got hot at the right time and made it to the Super Bowl after finishing the season 10-7. and seven. So a 9-8 and eight Buccaneers team with the amount of talent that they have, if they can just get it together and start to click and start to get hot late in the season, you can carry that momentum into the playoffs. Were the Philadelphia Eagles with Nick Foles the best team in the NFC? No. They got hot at the right time. It's not always the best team in the NFL that wins the Super Bowl, that goes to the Super Bowl. It's whoever's playing the best when it matters the most. So all the Bucs have to do is get into the tournament. From there, anything can happen. How many, how many playoff games have we seen where an upset happens because of one bounce, one turnover at a crucial moment, one third down stop, one Minnesota miracle touchdown pass? The New Orleans Saints were the best team in football a couple of times and didn't even get to the Super Bowl. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL right now. I don't care what the Eagles' record is. If you put the Bills and the Eagles on the same field right now, my money, my house payment is on the Buffalo Bills to win that game. But that doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl. So all the Buccaneers need to do is focus on the division. Win a couple of games on this upcoming five-week, four-game stretch that you have. And if they can start to pull it together and finish a stretch against the Rams, Seahawks, Browns, and Saints at 3-1, and one, all of a sudden they've battled back and they're 6-6 six and six with five games to go. And that's a whole lot different than three and five. That's all they have to do. Get in the dance, and from there, anything can happen. There's a major, major problem that the National Football League has that I am going to put my thoughts out there on, and there's a major, major problem I could have if I don't do the right thing and spoil my wife coming up on our 15-year anniversary, which is right around the corner. And look, whether you're looking to pop the question or you have a milestone like mine that you're getting ready to celebrate, Blue Nile can help make your celebrations even more memorable. 
As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. If you're looking for a piece of fine jewelry to commemorate a special milestone, but still having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com, code LOCKEDON, to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, code LOCKEDON. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And look, this is something that I wrote about for allbengals.com. I do a weekly column about the Cincinnati Bengals for their Sports Illustrated page. Um, my boss over there, James Rapine of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Shout out to him. Uh, they do a great job over there and they do a great job at allbengals.com. But this is something that I wrote about for them because I had the platform to do so. And I'm going to take this platform and this opportunity to do the exact same thing, given the fact that the Buccaneers are coming off of Thursday night football. This is my biggest problem with the National Football League. People complain all the time about how bad the product is on Thursday night football. We went through a what seemed like an endless stretch of just terrible touchdownless football on Thursday nights. The NFL wants to promote and push and idealize player safety. And as an organization that wants to preach about the safety of their players being the most important thing, you cannot continue to push Thursday night football in the interest of player safety. You take a look as, as recently as the Bucks ravens game, where Shaquille Barrett tears his Achilles. You had Gus Edwards for the Ravens leave with an injury. You had Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, both questionable leading up to the game. They pushed themselves to be out there on the field just four days after playing a game, and they both get hurt. Go back to the Dolphins-Bengals Thursday night game when Tua Tungavailoa shouldn't have been on the field to begin with, but the Dolphins pushed him through. He was cleared by a, a outside doctor, you know, for his concussion and he gets hit. And it was one of the scariest moments we've seen on a football field in a couple of years. His hands were gridlocked. He was carted off and taken to the university of Cincinnati trauma hospital. You can't sit there and preach about concussion protocol and CTE and player safety and, you know, go through vax mandates in the interest of player safety and human safety and then trot these guys out 
four days after they got finished playing a game. These guys, so many of them, even take Wednesdays off because they're still recuperating from Sunday. So the first day that they normally go back onto a practice field for a legitimate practice is the day that they're having to go out there and play a game. Now, somebody smarter than me with more resources than I have, I would love for them to be able to look up the percentage of players participating in Thursday night football that get hurt compared to the percentage of players playing on Sundays that get hurt. And I'll bet you on a game-by-game basis, players playing on Thursdays get hurt at a much higher level than players playing on Sundays or Mondays. You can't tell me that the NFL gives the slightest crap about player safety when they are out there making hundreds of millions of dollars by trotting out subpar products on Thursday night because of their new contract with Amazon. The two don't go hand in hand. They are contradictory of one another. We've heard the the sports science about how football players go through the equivalent of two car wrecks per game. And you want to trot them out there four days later, risking their safety in order to put money in your pocket. It's not going to change. Thursday night football is not going away. But the NFL has a serious issue. If they're going to sit there on their high horse talking about how the safety of their players is their number one priority while continuing to throw them to the wolves in the interest of advertising and sponsorship money. It's sad, it's pathetic, and it's shortening the careers of these players. It's affecting the long-term livelihood of these players. So if the NFL really cared about the things that they say they care about, Thursday night football would be thrown out the window. Sure, have the occasional Thursday game. You know, Thanksgiving, it's a tradition. We all love it. It's the Cowboys and it's the Lions and the games may stink, but it's football on Thanksgiving. It's, you know, tradition. But this all started when they allegedly wanted to showcase every single NFL team in prime time. So every team was going to play on Thursday nights to make sure that every team was showcased to the entire world. It's devolved into a joke. And it's hurting these players. Not just injuries, but it's it's hurting their long-term livelihood. So... NFL pick one. Do you care about the players or do you care about your pockets? 
because you can't have both. With that, I am going to get out of here. Again, make sure that you are checking out Locked On Sports today. You can get it on YouTube, wherever you're listening to this podcast, or on your favorite podcatcher of choice. The biggest stories in sports in less than 30 minutes. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Check out David's work at, at BucksGameDay.com. And, of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRGO underscore Bucks, at Harrison 82 Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. And thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.